Okay, folks. Welcome to season two, episode one. We made it here. Um, we're in season two. Season one, was a, season one was a success, and now we have made it to season season two. I am more than pumped to be here. Today's topic is going to be amazing. Today's guest is going to be amazing. Everything's amazing. The view's amazing. Right now, I'm in front of a lake in Missouri, and that's just amazing. I'd rather be here than at 100 degree heat in Bakersfield. But anyway. Without further ado, today's guest is a man named Michael Baldovinos. He is my cousin. He's an awesome man. He's a photographer. Um, what else? He works at Target. Uh, he's a pretty cool dude, man. He's getting married soon, so I just want to say congrats to him. Uh, he's getting married, but anyway, Michael, welcome on. Season 2, yeah, episode 1. Thanks, Sammy. How's it? It's good to be on your podcast. I've listened to season 1, and I thought you covered some pretty cool topics, and I'm excited to be part of season 2. Well, I'm happy that we made it here. Because, I mean, last night, all we did was play video games, drink energy drinks, and now we're here recording an episode. I didn't think we would make it here. Yeah. I just want to play UFC 3 all day, but yeah. I guess not. Yeah. I was, um, it was fun knocking you out. Yeah, I got I got my butt handed down in that game. But, you know, <laughs> I have room for improvement like always. But anyway, uh, Michael's getting married soon, July 5th to be exact, right? So that's like uh, five days away. Well, when I release it, I, I this yeah. may be released after the wedding date. Five I don't days at recording. Yeah, five days, five days from this date. Yeah, it's June 29th right now. And I'm recording an episode. It's been a busy month podcasting. Yeah. So six days actually. Six days, yeah. But yeah, Michael's getting married soon. Uh, you're getting married to who? My fiance's name is Hannah. Mm. She's a Canadian, <clears throat> and I actually just moved. Oh, international man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I actually just moved back to Kansas City in December. I lived in Canada for 13 years, and that's where I met her. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's Hannah, my fiance. So, uh, tell us a little bit about how you met Hannah and how that process was of finding love and getting engaged. That's just, that's crazy. Not many people can do, do that at your age. You're a young guy, you're 21. Yeah. You know, most true. kids are just having fun, partying, doing what they want, but no, you, you know what you want. Your guys focused on the prize. It's true. It's true. Yeah. So, um, I always hung around a YWAM based on Canada. You want to just quick explain what YWAM is? Not many of my listeners. Yeah, know what YWAM so YWAM is, is uh, it's it stands for Youth with a Mission. Mm-hmm. It's actually the biggest missions organization in the world. Mm-hmm. So what it basically is, there's these things called DTSs, which is a discipleship training school. It's a five to six month school, where the first half of the school you just learn about the Bible, learn how to preach the gospel, learn the basics of Christianity. And then the second half of the school, you actually go to a third world nation and you preach the gospel mm-hmm. for two to three months. And how wow. you do that is um, you're on a team and uh, you're in about, like my team, we had like, I think we had 13 people mm-hmm. and we do like dances and skits and it attracts people. We'll just go to like a market or something. So yeah. I went to the Philippines, for example. And you just go to like a market. We'll do a dance literally in the middle of the market. Wow. And then a crowd just starts surrounding you because it's a bunch of white people dancing, right? Mm-hmm. A little bit weird in the yeah. Philippines. Yeah, to it's unusual to see. So then they get around and then um, you have their attention. So then you just start preaching the gospel. And we actually saw over 4,000 salvations in seven weeks. So it was, it was really good. It's a really fun experience if you're young. And you don't necessarily know what you want to do in the next season of your life. I definitely recommend doing a YMDTS. There's many bases all over the world. The one I work at right now is YWAM Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a huge base. We get like we get like over 
fifty to two hundred students a quarter. So it's wow. it's it's really awesome base, and yeah, and so then we were in YWAM. Mm-hmm. That was just a little summary of YWAM, and I was in Canada at the YWAM base, and my fiance right now, she did her DTS uh, at the YWAM base. And I was actually still in high school. I was in grade 11, the okay. end of grade 11. So were you 17? Yeah, I think I was 17. Not, okay. I don't honestly fully remember. But uh, she caught my eye right away. <laughs> big and, Mike. Yeah, Big Mike. By the way, I call him BMOC, big man on campus. So if I start saying that, folks, you know what I'm referring to. Anyway, Big Mike. Yeah, so uh, she caught my eye right away. And um, word got to my parents that I had interest in a girl and I oh. and, and little preface here I never dated a girl I never really had a serious relationship with a girl uh-huh. growing up because I wanted I didn't want to waste we're gonna get more into it later but yes. I didn't want to waste my time or my emotions or anything on a girl that I would wouldn't marry right right because I was thinking big picture I don't want to waste my time so yeah so my parents said chill out we don't really know anything pretty <laughs> much said chill out because they didn't know her. How'd they find out that you like this young lady named Hannah? Well, word just got around and yeah. then they told my parents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So my daddy's like, yeah, you seem to chill out a little bit. We don't really know anything about her yet. Uh, just pump the brakes. <laughs> so then, um, so then, and she's in a DTS and in the DTS, you're technically not supposed to be dating. Because it's a discipleship program. Yeah, it's a much. discipleship train school. So yeah. the point is you want to have no distractions, just you and God mm-hmm. for those five to six months man look at you big player no I'm <laughs> yeah. playing <laughs> yeah so I I um I pumped the brakes I pretty much just would talk to her during lunches and in groups and stuff nothing serious but I was definitely interested mm-hmm. and then um fast forward a year I didn't nothing happened after her outreach we just liked each other and then she actually so because nothing happened she wanted to do a year because she had been in a lot of relationships before. Yeah, yeah. She wanted to do a year with her, and, just her and God, no guy relationships. She just wanted to spend time with her and God for an entire year undistracted. Mm-hmm. And um, she, so then, yeah, so nothing happened for an entire year. Yes, sir. And what actually happened was <clears throat> I did my DTS the next year because I had graduated high school. Mm-hmm. And she came on staff for my school. So I was like, ooh. Ooh, little little shot right <laughs> yeah, there. We got a she chance. She was in your ballpark. Yeah, we got a little chance. <laughs> so then, because uh, you can now you can talk to girls now, right? With the right. YWAM. No, or how it works. I was in a DTS, so I couldn't date either. Uh-huh. Right. But I still liked her, and I think she, at that time she still liked me. She she said she did, wow. but I didn't know that at the time. Uh-huh. So I was pretty much just trying to figure it out. Um, so then fast forward a little bit, I went on my outreach and because I wanted to get the full experience for my outreach and be undistracted, mm-hmm. um, I made sure not to text her or talk to her or anything during my entire outreach. Um, just cause I wanted to stay focused on God and like the ministry trip and stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. So then I came back. Um, I still liked her. So actually me and my, cause remember my dad said pump the brakes. We don't know anything mm-hmm. about her. So my dad, we were actually in the gym. And we're walking. He's like, this is his quote. This is the quote. He goes, yeah, yeah. you still like that girl? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah, I do. And he's like, okay, um, well, let's let's get to know her. Mm-hmm. And let's invite her to watch a movie with my family. That's pretty romantic. Yeah, so I'm like, I, I was freaking out because mm-hmm. I thought there was no chance. Yeah, I would have been freaking out too. Yeah, so you. I was like, okay, sweet. So then I 
uh, so my dad's like, okay, just text her and ask her if she wants to come. Shout out to Uncle Antonio, by the way. All right, <laughs> yeah. anyway. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, I texted her. And then I thought we were going to all go pick her up. But then 20 minutes before the movie, my dad comes down to the basement and goes, you're going to p- go pick her up. <laughs> Big man on yeah, campus. Yeah, go pick her up with uh, my little sister, uh-huh. who at the time was like 12. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, wow. So then I was freaking out. Yeah. I'm like sweating, putting on extra deodorant. Ooh. Yeah. Sweat. <laughs> Any uh, famous or any nice colognes like? Uh, oh yeah, of course. Paco, Polo, Paco Rabanne. Okay. I like Paco Rabanne. Anyways, so then I go pick her up. It was if you ask her, ask her now. It was the most awkward conversation ever. Because but you went to her door, or yeah, I went to her door, picked her up, but it was so awkward the whole drive. We pretty much just talked to Bella the wow. entire time because we were both so awkward. That would have been so awkward because you have a kid in the car <laughs> and you have a girl that you like and a girl that likes you. Yeah, that would have been really awkward. It was pretty awkward. And we hadn't talked in like three months. There was no icebreaker. Yeah, so that was the icebreaker. So it was very awkward. You could have brought icebreakers with you, but I don't know if that would have yeah, been anything. Yeah, might have helped. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so then uh, that was our first like kind of date. And then we ended up actually doing about three, I think it was three to five months, I don't remember. But because we didn't know each other that well, we just tried to be in... We, we called it an int- intentional friendship. Yeah. Because we wanted to get to know each other. Wow, that's... Kudos, you didn't rush into things. Yeah. Like well, most kids do nowadays. Yeah, because I wanted... Because I wanted to be serious about it. I didn't want to waste my time like I said before. So, yeah. So then what what we decided to do was I talked to her parents and her parents talked to mine. Uh, I would hang out at her family's house mm-hmm. uh, for like dinners and games games nights and stuff like that and she would hang out at my parents house mm-hmm. and then we could hang out in groups like if there's volleyball we can go if there's people going for ice cream we could go no solo dates no nothing private nothing mm-hmm. just each other because um then that would pretty much be dating so mm-hmm. we just wanted to get to know each other in groups and with each other's families mm-hmm. we did that about three to five months and then i asked her to date me because um i like the character qualities that mm-hmm. i saw in her and, um, yeah, so then we started dating, and fast forward, I proposed uh, last October. Congratulations, by the yeah, way. Yeah, thanks, I man. remember that. I I almost cried. I saw the Instagram <laughs> video because I had just left Kansas City to handle some business in California. Yeah, so yeah. then I proposed here in Kansas City because mm-hmm. um, I still lived in Canada, and we were visiting. And so then I proposed, and, yeah, and because of corona, our original wedding date was April but then now we moved it to July mm-hmm. and yeah so we're getting married that's why that's I'm just here a, that's mm-hmm. just a short story of how I met Hannah because mm-hmm. and props to you for just taking your time because a, a lot of days kids will uh, they'll find someone they think is cute or attractive someone they like and they, they rush in things you know they, they call it the talking phase I don't know if you've heard that before but that's just something our generation does they call it the talking phase where they you know they talk to each other they like FaceTime text a lot and they do it for like two weeks and then boom they go on a date and they call it they make it official but no, you took time. Folks, it wasn't two weeks or two days. It was three to five months. Yeah. that That's a process that, that was completely worth it. Because he took his time and he and he looked at a girl he liked. He didn't rush into it. He took three to five months to really get to know her. Um, and look at him now. He's going to get married to her. going to start a new life. Like that. That's Three to five months may seem like a lot, but it's worth it in the end. Yeah, three to five months is nothing because you'll be married for your entire life. Mm-hmm. Because now at times, if you rush things and you don't necessarily know the person, especially in the secular world, that can lead. That's why the divorce rate is so high mm-hmm. in America. Well, in the whole world, it's fifty yeah. percent. So that's why I wanted to have a successful marriage up front 
And yeah, that's why I decided to do that. Yeah, so one thing to take away from that little story he said is pump the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> pump the brakes, get to know the terrain. Yeah. And then when you get to know the terrain, ease off the brakes, push the on the gas, and yeah, but not too fast. Maybe put on neutral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> roll down. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, Michael, um, the next question is what, uh, well, let me just quick see the questions really quick. Um, what it, what's, is it important to have a criteria for, for picking your spouse? Yeah, it's very important. So mm-hmm. the first thing I would recommend anyone who is looking for, uh, a spouse, mm-hmm. because you don't want to be looking for just a fling or a little mm-hmm. person to date for a couple a little months. little fling fling. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So definitely you want to make, uh, first thing I would recommend is make a list. Mm-hmm. What are the character qualities you want in your spouse to be? What are the personality traits you want your spouse to be? And personality yeah. is more flexible because literally there's millions of different personality types. Yeah, there is. You can be goofy like me and serious like Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and there's millions of different personality types. And honestly, you could like one thing, but then you end up liking it eventually. Mm-hmm. So personality is flexible. But the big thing is the character traits mm-hmm. you want in that person. So, like, a list I had, for example, was I wanted a girl who is super teachable. Because if you have someone that isn't teachable and is stubborn, then it's it's just always as hard in life to right. do life together. Like, there'll be lots of arguing. There'll be lots of fights because you'll just always argue about dumb stuff because she's stubborn. And I just wanted someone who is teachable, who is kind, lighthearted, um, obviously goofy. And yeah, so those were like a few character things I had. So I had, I want them to be teachable. I want them to love Jesus. Uh, I want her to want kids because I come from a big family and Mm -hmm. I like kids. Mm -hmm. So I wanted a woman who... How many siblings do you have? I have... It's hard to count, honestly. You have five, right? Five siblings, two in heaven. So I technically Uh have eight siblings. Wow. Big family, Michael. Yeah, big family. So And she actually comes from a big family as well, a family of seven. So we both enjoyed kids, so that was one of the things I wanted. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so short, just to sum that little section up, make a list of what you want. Like, make a little menu. Mm-hmm. Like, this is your spouse to be. You have to be prepared for it. It's not just like, oh, I like this person. Because they're cute. Yeah, because they're cute. Or they think I'm funny. Yeah, that's just, <clears throat> if you're getting, like, fed from someone laughing at your jokes and just because they're cute, that is honestly just insecurity in you, and it's wanting to be fed because someone likes you mm-hmm. and then you mm-hmm. like them back just because just because of that mm-hmm. and that's not something you want to build a relationship or right. a marriage for life on so yeah and then the second thing um would be with that menu you actually have to have those character qualities or you want to attract those character qualities oh so you you told me something very important back in october um what you it's like something like what you are is what you attract yeah so if you're fit you're funny you're smart um and you're very dedicated you're gonna attract attract someone someone like like that that. yeah yeah because if you're just to put it in like visual terms Mm -hmm. if you're a chubby person who sits on the couch and eats potato (laughs) chips and you want to marry a person who this is visual visual folks yeah this is visual 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 isn't all that matters Mm -hmm. and you want a super fit person with abs with abs and Dwayne Johnson muscles (laughs) yeah and you think you're gonna attract that kind of person you're not it's Mm -hmm. the same thing with character qualities so I wanted someone who's teachable so I tried to be teachable and humble so then I could attract someone like that 
mm-hmm. that's just how it works and that's how you'll get a successful list that's how you'll get your list you want mm-hmm. and then um yeah the, th- the third thing is this is mostly for guys because guys are more visual than girls mm-hmm. and that's looks, a fact too yeah they're way more visual uh looks don't matter that much to be honest wow he just dropped an <laughs> a-bomb yeah like obviously they matter for a guy if you find her pretty but character and personality is so much more important in the long run because literally because how how it works when you like a person is there's infatuation mm-hmm. right up front you're literally obsessed with the person mm-hmm. usually it lasts six months to two years the infatuation phase that's what that's the visual phase like like you're or, just obsessed with the person you right. can't you can't stop talking to them you can't stop being around them that's infatuation that's what mm-hmm. you that's like be like puppy love okay so that's the infatuation phase but once you're out of that infatuation phase um looks don't matter that much because you need the character and the personality and it's mostly the character that anchors it anchors a relationship because people age the and looks run. yeah you're kind of get fade, all, you're but character get, doesn't fade yeah you're gonna get all wrinkly and chubby <laughs> everyone is it doesn't matter <laughs> like unless you're those 40s hit hard yeah unless you're getting plastic surgery and botox yeah. you're getting wrinkly and chubby no uh, matter what wow michael's dropping and just this is Hard Knocks right here. <laughs> this is University of Hard, Hard Knocks taught by Michael Baldovinos. <laughs> Classes in session. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Uh, obviously, I thought my fiancé was pretty. Mm-hmm. And with a guy... What, what, how I picture it is with a guy. You see a girl, you're attracted to her, and that makes you go talk to her, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And that's good. But it shouldn't be one of the main... It is a deciding factor, but it shouldn't be like top two it should be the character qualities that you want in a person Mm -hmm. because that's the thing that will create a successful marriage in the long run so you're saying that character and qualities out trump looks for sure okay 100 percent. like obviously you have to be attracted to the person yeah of course yeah but it is not the top deciding factor when it comes to a marriage wow and yeah and when you're when you're dating don't be dating for Like what my thing was I wanted to date For the purpose of marriage So that's why I Uh did the intentional friendship On the purpose to have fun Or pleasure Yeah Yeah. Because a lot of kids Like when I was growing up They would date a new person Every couple months Mm. And usually that is actually just uh, A person who you see Is dating all the time Is usually an insecure person Because they can't like Be with Mm themselves And they need someone To fill the insecurity Of feeling loved Michael (laughs) so that's why when you're you want to be dating for marriage because then you're not feeding an insecurity and it doesn't even come from you can't feed that insecurity from a person it doesn't Mm -hmm. work it only Mm -hmm. you can only feed it from God yes that's the only way God is the only healer God is the only thing that can make it right so if you're dating around stop go talk to God spend some time in the Bible and just take a break like Hannah did Mm -hmm. from guys and yeah It'll just help you really focus on what's important and not trying to feed insecurities through other guys or girls loving you. Because it's going to be, it's like winning the lottery ticket. When you wait and you take your time to know someone, it's going to pay off in the long run. Oh, yeah. You're going to have a marriage that's stable. It's going to last a while. You're going to have kids. And and you're just going to be following what the Bible tells you to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be like, uh, you just don't want to be unsteady you want to have a stable marriage stable relationship Mm -hmm. so that's why i would use these foundations to build that 
Yeah, and since we're getting, we're focusing more on what the Bible says and just foundations. Uh, so when we get into our last question here, um, how important is it to have God at the center of a marriage slash relationship? You know, because you, you, of course, you got to start with a relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, yeah, and then that leads to marriage. But how important is it to have God at the center of, the, of a relationship? Um, it's the most important thing. If you don't have God at the center, I honestly don't know how you have a good relationship. To be honest. Because there's always going to be... Because God is the thing that that anchors the entire relationship. Mm-hmm. He's Keeps the one, it steadfast. Yeah, because honestly, even in marriage, you can't look to that other person to fill your voids of wanting to spend time with someone or love or healing or anything. That doesn't come from people. People mm-hmm. can't do that. It's only God who can fill those voids. So if you don't have God, it's crazy hard to have a good relationship in general Mm -hmm. so god Mm -hmm. is the most important thing in a relationship and he should be the anchor in every relationship so yeah wow wow michael um yeah it's you really hit me with some hard facts today because i remember me and you had a talk about something similar like this back uh in october when i was here for another wedding uh he took folks he took me to starbucks early monday uh early one monday morning (laughs) or excuse me monday morning and um, yeah, he just started. He started relaying these facts to me. I was like, "Wow, this guy knows what he's talking about," because he opened up my eyes to completely new things. How I looked at relationships, because <clears throat> I always thought that you had to look good and you would attract someone that looks good, and 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 that's that. But no, there's there's way more to that. You you have to have good character qualities, um, and you have to also make a criteria. Of who you want yeah, your spouse you to be. Want. You can't just go looking around and hoping you're going to find the right one. Because let's say that you do that process. You go look around and you find and you think you found the right one. Uh, you're not going to have... God, and God's not going to be at the center of that. So it's ultimately that relationship's probably going to fail. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. And you don't always have... And a, a lot of people also think <clears throat> that you have to have like this crazy thing from God. That like, oh, this is my person who I'm going to marry. Yeah. Like like a soulmate or something Mm -hmm. that's like i don't necessarily believe in that i just believe that you have the character qualities you want do they love jesus do they have those characters do they match what you want yeah and is god ultimately at the center of the relationship with that person do they make you a better person and turn you towards god Mm -hmm. if they don't then get the freak out of here (laughs) (laughs) yeah because season one what we really talked about was how to make progress in life how to be how to become successful and that's and that comes from setting goals having a criteria of of what kind of progress you want to have at a certain amount of time yeah and that's basically the, the same thing with the relationships you know you you want to have a criteria you want to have someone you you want to know what you want in a woman and ladies you want to know what you want to have in a man so you can end up being a better person cuz life's all about growing and maturing you always want to become better than you were 6 months ago a year ago or 5 years ago yeah and yeah and one more thing I would say, just to throw in there, mm-hmm. about when you do get into that dating phase mm-hmm. of getting to know a person and dating them, <clears throat> you should have an outside, like mentor or couple, okay, that is godly and you yeah. look up to, and they should have veto power of the relationship. So like, what so like the, a mom and dad would would that be your mom? Yeah, and dad? Yeah, for example, sense? it was my mom and dad. Uh-huh. If you don't have a mom or dad, it could be. A pastor or a youth uh-huh. pastor or someone that... Someone who's probably wiser than you. Yes, because we're young. You we haven't <laughs> been through life. No, we have not. You haven't had those old experiences. 
and even an older person will be just wiser and they should have veto power like okay you can't have this relationship anymore mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you have to give them that power yes because ultimately they are the older ones they're the wiser ones the bible says respect your elders mm-hmm. and we should have those types of people in our relationships mm-hmm. so i would recommend just having someone um, that you can glean wisdom from and that kind of thing in your relationships when it's getting more serious and these things they may see some people who are going to listen to this may have never heard anything you're saying or have never been given this advice or anything but it's important to really heed what he's saying because it, it, it paid off for him yes he didn't have a, a a relationship with a girl until you were what 18 yeah and, right. and for a lot of people it's like what 18 yeah you know because kids you know they start dating like at 14 15 yeah but no you didn't start dating someone until 18 and it wasn't because it wasn't because girls didn't like me oh me. yeah trust me big mike big mike <laughs> big mike has some game i i can yeah I, i'm sure you I'm sure you still do, of course. But yeah, just it's important to heed this because it's going to pay off in the long run. It's You're really going to be grateful for the process and the steps that you took to get there. Even though, yeah, Mike, you didn't start dating someone until 18, but it doesn't matter. You're getting married now. Yeah. And you're going to have a, your marriage is probably going to start off very well because of all the time you took into this. Details matter, as Jason Coots would say, one of my friends in California. But yeah, um, as we close out, is there, is there, one last piece of advice or message that you can give young ones or teens when it comes to relationships because I feel like that's a very complex topic teens face and younger people face because they're either not educated on it properly or they just do it themselves or they just don't know what to do in the first place and then they're lost uh, in the I would sauce. say I would say use the Bible as a guide mm-hmm. for relationships because like there's a few things that the Bible will tell you um, one that always sticks out to me is who you're around. Like, the, I forget the verse exactly where mm-hmm. it is. I think I know what you're saying. But it says, whoever you hang around... Is it, what you become. Is what you become, mm-hmm. yes. So if you're around people that are always dating and always telling you you should be dating someone and trying to fill that void with another person, then you should get out of that group because you'll eventually become like them. No yeah. matter what. I don't care. Everyone gets influenced by whoever they're around. And the Bible, the Bible says your eyes, ears, your mouth, and um, those are your gates to your body. Yeah. So if you're hearing those conversation, if you're talking about those things, if you're seeing those things, those you're are gonna, your gates. Yeah, you're going to so be motivated. So you're going to be influenced by those mm-hmm. things. It's um, There's no way around it. So if you're around those kind of people, you eventually become those people. So I would recommend getting around godly friend groups mm-hmm. that have good relationships or are waiting uh, for marriage or dating for marriage. And yeah, that would be a one more little thing. Wow. And use the Bible as a guide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, waiting is key, folks. Waiting is key. And there's nothing wrong with being single. There really isn't. No, single's single's great. It's a season in your life that God put there for a purpose. Where to you grow. can grow and learn. Yeah, grow yeah, and learn. Yeah, that's exactly what you did. But anyway, Michael, thank you for being on. And I just want to say one more time, uh, congratulations on getting married. Thanks, man. Can't wait for that wedding. I don't know when I'm going to release this episode yet. We'll find out. But uh, if I release it after July 5th, then, um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sure I'm going to have funny wedding stories. But, yeah, congratulations. And also just congratulations on doing it the right way. You know, that that was a lot to do, and and you did it. And so, obviously, you're going to be thankful for those steps that you took. Um, But, yeah. Season 2, Episode 1, Michael Bolivinos. 
my big cousin, uh, aka Big Mike, big man <laughs> on campus, BMOC. That's what he. Uh, that's what I called him when I was uh, 14. I was going to high school. I kind of looked up to him, and I called him BMOC, big man on campus, because he was cool in high school. I think. Um, but yeah. Anyway, folks, we're in season two now. More guests to come. More messages to uh, be spread to the people. And I'm here to impact the masses. Anyway, thank you for joining the Sammy Hour, and we'll see you next time.